Today's episode is brought to you by Sutler is a crowdsourced, hyper-localized app that rewards local users exploring their local community. Sutler lets local businesses connect directly with their best customers. Locals, sharing time-sensitive deals and exclusive Sutler specials only offered on Sutler. Locals know best, not an algorithm. Sutler, trust local. You're listening to Real to Real with Coach Herb and B, a podcast that brings you community and culture with your host, Coach Herb and B. Hey, hey, y'all, what's happening? This is Coach Herb, um, and I'm joined by my homegirl, B. And hey, y'all. Of course, the man behind the scenes is Mr. Ben, and we have a special guest and very close and old friend of mine, Christy Winter Scott. <laughs> Hey, y'all. Thank you guys for having me. And yes, sir, we go way, 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 way back in. I love it. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. This shows it. This shows it. (laughs) He doesn't look as old as I do, but. I mean, Maybelline and some more things, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I don't have that opportunity. See? Yeah. So, yeah. No, I'm asking for well, welcome, welcome to our podcast. We yeah. truly appreciate you coming on. I know when Herb told us that we were going to have you on, we were super excited. Yeah. And so thank you. We know no, you're a local you. legend. So, I just, I've been a long time, if you say legend, I've been around a long time. If you say local that. living legend. <laughs> local living legend. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yes. We've had a really, um, I'm going to go very brief. We've had a really rough, 2020 let's just go quick 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 yeah. and yeah. like the start of it was awesome because we had a great end to your um basketball season um mm-hmm. if nobody knows we're just gonna go briefly and you're gonna just explain your um cliff notes of your career um spanning from when you played and now um being a parent and coaching and all that quick 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 stuff so Oh man, it's it's been like lightning years, uh, you know, it's like light years just going through. It doesn't even feel like it's been that long ago, Herb, to tell you the truth. But, you know, I never thought as a student athlete at South Lakes that I would be coming back to coach and not even just that, but coming back and see my kids wear South Lakes across their chest too. And, and then on top of that, be able to coach one of them and our daughter, uh, Brianna. So it's just been like kind of a pinch me uh, life for me in terms of that I, I never had that as a goal to one day come back to South Lakes and coach and mm-hmm. to cut nets and and not only to cut nets but to see our oldest son Jerome Jr. cut a net his junior year and then Brianna to cut a net her junior year and then we have one more coming through the pipeline the last Scott is what the hashtag is apparently for him um, the last Scott He's uh, 13, Jordan, and he's going into eighth grade. So we have one more coming through. And it's just, it's insanely um, enriching for my soul and spirit because I bleed blue and green. Um, We won the state championship my senior year, 29 and 0. And and that was um, really hard to do, uh, to say the least. I think the last maybe eight, six to eight games where we were undefeated and we were going through postseason and you know, our talk was like, we didn't come this far to come this far. 
Like we got to keep pushing. And we won the state championship game by two points on a dramatic um, charge call on Penny Moore. Yeah. They, uh, you know, it was insane. So we ended up winning that. I remember jumping so high and spinning in the air that I saw these spots. I thought I was going to pass out. It was one of those moments <laughs> that I get. But I think to now see those kinds of things, like the the celebrations, the the victories, the belief, and all that. When I see that in the eyes of our Seahawks and our own Scott children, I mean, it, it's like a reward that, I mean, money can't buy. I mean, it's right. definitely yeah. priceless. Memories that I'll never forget. Yeah, and then, and and to, to get the audience up to speed, she's selling herself real short about, you know, <laughs> the fast forward and all that stuff. She had a great youth career, great college career, and also played overseas in oh, several yeah. countries. And she also came back and had an opportunity to um, play in the WNBA. Um, it was the, kind of in the twilight of her career. And then also she coached college as an assistant. So she had a, she had a long career. She's just trying to make, you yeah. know, Fast forward and Herb, like, you better pump her up. You better stop it. She, she was all American. <laughs> she was leading. Okay, so she's all time. Um, po- she was all time points leader for a long time at South Lakes, and then she was also in the Hall of Fame for her Turtles, Maryland yeah. Terps. Like that's, that's right. Cool. Like you know, that was. Crazy. She doesn't want to toot her own horn. I'm going to toot it for her. Um, she had a very, very, very <laughs> illustrious career and at South Lakes and at Maryland University and, and a um, pretty um, awesome career overseas because mm-hmm. when she came out, the WNBA wasn't quite there yet. So yeah, you know, yeah, so, right. The, the, that was crazy. Your professional career was overseas. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was love and basketball, Herb, over there. Yep. Like yep. I know the language and I, I just wanted to hoop. So that's why I was there. So yeah. that was that. <laughs> So it was cool because, you know, and, and, um, you know, like I said, we, we go way back. We've been friends forever and, um, we've known the same circle of people and everything. And I actually played with her husband, which was, he was, he was a, he was a, he's a local legend as well. So, um, Crossover, ice water, you know, ice water, (laughs) got to give him a shout out or he'll, he might add it. Yeah, so Ben, what you got for us, bud? We need to get real and get quick. <laughs> well, it was it's great that you mentioned about uh, Christy being inducted into the Seahawks Hall of Fame because uh, doing the research that I do for the show to you know make sure that it's uh, you know as good as we possibly can make it. Um, I did see I heard about a great thing that Grant actually said uh, during uh, his induction, or at least during your induction, I should say uh, that mm-hmm. it feels good to be recognized as the male Christy Winters uh, Scott yeah. now. But yeah, giving you that amazing shout out during that time. How did that feel for you? Because it, you know, as Herb mentioned, all your accolades, it, you know, you're not, you know, just a, another player who came through this tunnel of greatness that happened here. You have made a lasting impact in this region and to have Grant yeah. Hill acknowledge that as well as, you know, is great to us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I was sitting there and, and he was making a speech. And when he said that he looked right at me mm-hmm. and I just, I felt my face like heat up. I was like, 
did you just really say that? I think I probably looked stunned. Like if I could have a mirror at that time, I think my face would be like in total shock because I just like, um, you know, they would come to games and everything. He was younger. He was like eighth grade my senior year. So uh, we don't need to calculate real time, um, by the way. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> but he was, he would come to games and he said he was our water boy, but I don't remember that. And I told him, I was like, well, I don't remember you um, giving us water or anything. And he said, well, you never came off the floor. So anyway, um, it was, uh, I, I never knew that um, people were paying attention, if that makes sense. I mean, I was um, such a fan of Michael Jackson. And then to find out that Grant was, the same kind of fan for Michael Jackson that I was. And he was mm -hmm. four years ahead of me. So I was in eighth grade when Michael was a senior at South Lakes and you can do the calculations on that. So um, with, <laughs> with Michael, he was so inspirational to us because when he went on to Georgetown to play for the late great John Thompson Jr. whose birthday mm -hmm. is today, recently passed away. But to see him just down the street, I mean, we would go to Kinder League games, would be packed in there. I love Patrick Ewing, and yeah. I think I discovered Patrick Ewing because of Michael. You know, mm -hmm. I was like a Georgetown fan because of Michael Jackson. And I remember one time I was driving down the street with my mom, and um, Michael was, I guess he lived off of South Lakes Drive somewhere, because we would always see him with a ball in hand, Whoa. dribbling like mm -hmm. dirt, and I would, like, lose my whole mind. You know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, Mom, it's Michael slow down, you know, and I would just, like, watch him dribble. And he had no idea. <laughs> So it's like you just you, you have no idea who's watching. So when Grant said that, I'm like, no way would he like flip out if I'm dribbling a basketball down the street. Right. Like, no way that would happen because I didn't see myself like that. I just wanted to play and win. Like I wasn't like, let me be this like person like Michael, you know, even though Michael mm -hmm. inspired me. But I wasn't like setting out to to be that for other people and unknowingly when Grant said that, that just, that just, I don't know, that meant everything right. to me. And that was, that was amazing. Yeah. So to get on the, to go to a more serious note a little bit, um, the NBA and WNBA have uh, proven themselves to be very progressive leagues, especially during this time of social unrest. Um, I know, you know, you cover both, uh, both leagues and obviously you have an extensive career playing in basketball and, and have grown up seeing the game kind of evolve to where it is today. How do you feel about everything that's going on with the leagues being able to put um, sayings and, and things on the back of their jerseys to help bring awareness to social causes that are going on currently in this environment to even the local team, the Mystics had a very strong statement on the back of their shirt that honestly didn't even have words on the back of their shirt. It just had mm -hmm. an image or images, I should say. And on the front of their shirts, uh, collectively, a few of their teammates had a name spelled out. So what it, how do you feel about all of these things happening and then how basketball is uh, kind of being a vessel to bring awareness to these issues? I love it because somebody has to do it. And I love that it's uh, a league in the WNBA, 144 professional women, 80% of them are black, 80%. And I know for a fact, like Tierra Ruffin Pratt lost a cousin to um, a police officer brutalizing him and murdering him. So this hits home. This isn't just, you know, for social media. This isn't just for, hey, let's all take a picture. No, this is for 
of straight up movement. This is for, you know, the, the day of reflection. Everyone's like, oh, they boycotted. Oh, they, they're protesting. No, they didn't. Both leagues, the WNBA and the NBA, they used that day, last Wednesday, they used that day as a day of reflection. And that's what they referred to. They got busy. They got on phones. They had um, the league office actually shut down for the NBA and the WNBA in New York. And they made calls to local governmental representatives to make change. And for me, I think when you flash back to Herb, when we were in school, you flash back, that would have been unheard of for the professional leagues to have people um, step up like that. And I mean, and you take it back just a couple of years ago and Colin Kaepernick and you saw what happened to his professional career. So I think there was um, some fear that, if you speak your mind, if you stand up for what's right, if you stand up for equality, if, if you um, say the wrong things, you're going to lose everything you work so hard for. So I think that now, now it's not. Now it's like, you're going to change this. And I'm not going to have my kids marching in the streets that my grandparents marched on. You know, my father was at the Martin Luther King uh, march back in 63. And I'm here marching with my kids at the Juneteenth thing with the Wizards and the Mystics. And then, you know, you think about that, like, why are we still out here doing this? Walking the same thing? Yeah. Why? Why? And, you know, I think there just comes a, a boiling point where, you know, basketball is, is what you do. It's not who you are. You take the jersey off and you're still a black woman. You're still a black man. And you have to understand that. And um, that's where I stand with it. And I stand with them. And, and that's what it it takes. I have to walk this way. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Thank you so much. That was that was an amazing response, and you know, definitely, yeah. it's it's you know, it's been very impactful. I think on on many reasons. And I, I hate to throw a super huge curveball because I know you've got to get going pretty soon. So I wanted to kind of do something a little bit more fun and light. In your opinion, mm-hmm. since you are covering both leagues and uh, you know home team uh, games, in your opinion, what is the more entertaining product to watch, Wizards or Mystics? Mystics. I mean, come on. <laughs> one just oh, one. I say that out loud? Yeah, one just one. I, I just, I don't know. I just think it, it sets uh, an example for our young women, you know, to professional mm-hmm. women. Like, not that the product is better or, or, or not, but I just think, you know, I would have loved to see professional women's basketball take place uh, when I was growing up. So that's the yeah. only reason why. I, yeah. You know, it's funny because I, so, sorry to jump in, but like I took my daughter to an, an NBA game oh. and a WNBA game. And I, I think the WNBA game was a lot more fun for her. Like it just felt more interactive for her. And so. Like, she, and I have to go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is this no, you're fine. Thank you so much. No, thank, well, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, we appreciate it. Uh, you're on set. Uh, <laughs> look like you got you to gotta do some work. So, <laughs> So I had to, you're like so, a move, a, a lady in action right now. So that's, I mean, yeah. that's that that tells the audience that you know this is no joke. She's the real deal. I, no, I I just I love y'all, and right. I want to come again. So let's do it where I don't have to. Uh, be <laughs> Definitely brief. right. Yeah, and, and I think and I think this was this is a good segue for the audience to know like she's the real deal. I know this is a halftime show you're about to do. So yeah. um, thank you. Yeah, we'll thank you. Good mystics. I love y'all. Love you too. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll Bye. talk to you. Yes, yes, All yes. Right. All right. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Bye.
Bye. So that was Miss Christy Winter Scott. Um, she's she's a woman of a lot yeah. of words, and and she um, really would like to, you know, convey a lot of messages for us. So I think we're gonna also bring her back for another mm -hmm. show. Yes. Uh, and you know, obviously continue this because we also want to dive a little deeper into her her before basketball and all of that stuff, growing up in Reston and all of that. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I have a few people that I want to, um, you know, bring on the show to do that. So, including her. So I, I think, like that. Um, you know, the audience will appreciate it and hopefully we'll learn something about Reston because the Reston now is totally different, mm -hmm. obviously because of evolution, but Reston then was a little bit more different, a little bit. It was a, it was a melting pot and it still yeah. is a melting pot, but it was definitely uh, a lot, a lot of things that we could talk about. So cool. I might Thanks be so much, yeah. the show one day. So I like that. Sorry. That's okay. But um, it, you uh, have to. I want to talk about women's empowerment. So, so what um, what what small business do we uh, want to promote tonight, Miss B? We have some right, so I <laughs> let's let's hope we have something, right? No, so I do have something. So I like to go and have a glass of wine from time. What to time by our job? I know, right? See? Right? Not me. Not at all. And we're not even in baseball right now, Ben. You see that? <laughs> Dang, cross sports. No, right? I know. I like am. Can you clue us in when you're going to have wine? Because I'd like to have a glass of wine, too. Yeah, right? Would you like to come and have a glass of wine? That would be great. <laughs> no, so I do like to go and have a glass of wine. Um, and I actually saw at this place um, when in the beginning of getting to know her really well, and he was out with his family, and it's the Lake Ann Coffee House and Wine Bar, right? That's that's right. And jam, right? They yeah. And then they, 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 they give you some wine. You get some coffee and get yourself right afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I um, I really enjoy that place because it is very homey yes. in a sense. And everybody... Breakfast food too. Knows everyone. And it's located... Yeah, you can go there for breakfast. Me and Dave went on a, a breakfast date not too long ago and mm -hmm. went to Lake Ann Coffee House and Wine Bar. Um, but yeah, I like that place. It's at Lake Ann. It's at Washington Plaza. Um and yeah, Lake Ann Coffee House and Wine Bar. Awesome. And I'll put all the information. Cool, cool. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. And like we said before, we're gonna have Miss Christy Winter Scott back on the show, and we're going to um do some more digging and probing and all of that stuff. And Mr. Ben was always gonna have the great questions. Always. And, um, and, you know, I'm going to try to, you know, keep it, keep it quick and brief, Ben. I'm sorry. It's okay. We'll wrap up twice. <laughs> wrap it up, guys. Yeah. Wrap it up. <laughs> I don't know whether it's like one of those things where when you're on a show, you're like, okay, uh, teleprompter. Um, yeah. <laughs> two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. <laughs> you know, I almost, I feel like some of these, people on there like f that forget two minutes do my own thing yep my mind <laughs>
Well, thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you for joining us. Uh, and I would say subscribe and like. Yep, keep it real. Subscribe. <laughs> Check us out. All right, y'all. We're back with part two with Miss Christy Winter Scott. And we're, you know, we're gonna continue the conversation yes. about everything. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, we appreciate you coming back and joining us and all this good stuff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think I think we're just gonna continue the conversation that we were basically yeah. having before we had to um, take a pause. <laughs> yeah, we had. Say, we had yeah, we got some questions. <laughs> we still got you, questions for you, young lady. All right, let's go. With yeah. It. And so we have red. You know. <laughs> As usual, we have Red in the background, and he's going to hit us with the, with the good stuff. All right. Here we go. So the last time that we got a chance to talk, we kind of talked a little bit um, just about general sports stuff, but now we kind of want to take a little bit deeper dive into uh, your background and career uh, in, in the sport and, and what you've kind of gone into afterwards. So to start off, what was the toughest challenge for you and your team uh, during your senior year when you guys won state championship? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Red, man, listen, I tell you what, as the year started off, you know, I think, I believe we had six seniors on that team. And so we were very much together and I think everyone played hard for one another. We had uh, great chemistry, great respect. Um, and we just had fun playing. And I know that sounds so trivial and, and maybe, um, yeah, everybody says that, but I'm, that was exactly how it felt. But as the season went on, you know, we hadn't lost a game. It got to be 20 and 0, 22 and 0. And then you start getting to, you know, the postseason single elimination, like it could all be over, you know? And I think for me personally, man, I got, it started tightening me up a little bit. I started, <laughs> I started getting nervous because, <laughs> You know, I didn't want to go out like your senior year. You want your last game to be a win, right? Whatever that is, whatever right. that is. Like you want it, you want to end as the winner, the last one standing, period. And I think as the games got got further down the line, got deeper into the uh, playoffs, it really got to be a lot of pressure. Yeah, It really was. And I'm not going to like sit back and say, oh, yeah, we just went through and did it. No, I was stressed out. Yeah, I mean, they, they weren't like, they weren't like um blowouts <laughs> i was freaking out there were some games that were really tight to the bitter end yeah. some close games it was ridiculous actually i know when we played we played stewart jeff stewart yeah. we them early on in the in the season we beat them at home at south lakes by like 15 right then we ended up playing them in the regionals yeah regional finals close like five point game that was, yeah it was like really close it was down to the end it was ridiculous. That was stressful because, like, yeah, for me anyway. And I wasn't even playing. I was just sitting there watching. I was bugging out. No, I was bugging out. Because <laughs> it was packed in there. We were at Robinson High School or yep. second whatever. And it was packed up in there. And, you know, again, we hadn't lost. We were probably sitting at, I don't know, 25-0 and 0 at that point. Right. Something crazy. Hadn't lost all year. And we'd already played Jeb Stewart. Penny Moore was the star on their team. We played AAU ball together, best of friends. And she got, and, and I love Penny to this day. And we played from like 12 and under all the way up through 16s, you know? So we were real close. And we went out to shake hands for captains or something like that. And, you know, they tell you this is what it is, da da da, da shake hands, right? And she turned her head and put her hand out. And I was like, oh, that's how we, okay. Like, we're, 
I thought we were <laughs> going to be cordial and, you know. Right, right. And, and play tough against each other. Mm -hmm. But I thought we'd still be cool. And I think she, I don't know if she, I don't know if she ever knew. It. Like, that hurt me. Like, I don't okay. think I ever told that. But during the game, it was like, you know, these extra little, like, there was one time up the court, we were tangled up. Yeah. We were tangled up, you mm -hmm. know. Floor. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, this is supposed to be my dog, my girl. Like, wow, we're going to be tangled up like that. She tripped me one time, you know, yep. after and one or something. And I was walking to the foul line to finish. Then the foot, man, anyway, came out. But anyway, <laughs> <so> <laughs> I was going to say, I remember the, I remember the first game yeah. at, against them. And you, I think you had like 32 or something like that. I, and I think that's why she was a little bit bitter. Because she didn't have a great game um, against y'all the first time, so I'm I'm assuming she was probably like up for revenge, and she yeah. probably wanted to keep her game face and didn't want to yeah. smile at you or something. I don't know. No, it was it was a lot. And, she saw and, you as competition. Yeah, but I was ready for that. You know what I'm saying? And I and I knew like you know you always if you're playing against your friends, your buddies, like there's always going to be an added incentive. I don't care who. Right. What, it is you're always going to have a little extra juice and so for me i can have that but i still love you you know what i'm saying right. <laughs> so i'm not, not going to ask you you know physically or whatever anyway so we ended up winning that game by five but it was close but it was bittersweet for me because i think i was hurt after that because of what happened during the game and i couldn't i couldn't get over that so mm -hmm. we go on and, and play these tough teams going into the states and then um you know we had close games we played warwick from down there in um, Princess Anne. Yes. I had, I don't know, elbow pads and knee pads on. Yeah, it was physical. <laughs> and headbands. Physical. Even the state, <laughs> state championship game was physical. It was super physical. Yeah. But that game against Warwick, I remember Terry Bradley going in for a, a, yeah. a shot and being taken all the way out. Out. And they threw the girl out because she just mm. like, I mean, it was like a crazy foul. It was, it was awful. But that whole game was like that. It yeah. was, was she big? Terry was a guard, but the girl who clobbered her was probably the same size, but she took her out. Like, you don't club, oh. like in the mm -hmm. She was in the air going out. for a shot that and yeah. got her legs taken out from under her. Foot I her. was like, whoa. Like, mm -hmm. I never seen that at all ever in person. You know, you see games on TV, you see that happen in the, you know, in the 90s, in the NBA, you know, 80s. Right. So it was like that. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you're just going to just take her out like that. And she was fine, but it was scary looking. Um, but anyway, that game was close, less than 10 point game. We won that one, got out of it alive is how we kept saying it. Like, Ooh, yeah. that one alive. Cause it was, <laughs> it was like in the mud. And then we end up playing Stewart again for the championship. Right. States. We're 28 and O playing our last game ever of the season. So yes, it was super stressful. Um, I remember at halftime coach Jill English told us, she said, you know what? It's not like you're playing the way you've been playing all year. It was close. It was back and forth. All first mm -hmm. half was crazy. It was probably, I think, tied at halftime. It right. was in a real low scoring, too. It was like this defensive, like, grimy, in the dirt, you know, dig it out defensive game. This is our third time seeing them in the season. And, um, and it was Penny, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was a junior that year. So before the coach came in, we were saying, like, hey, we're not going to – end our season, you know, as seniors, our careers as seniors, any other way than winning, right. you know, we were 
like, hey, we're not going out like that. Like six seniors, we're out here like boom, boom, boom. But it was like we were yelling this. I just remember like yelling it and all our everybody, Jennifer Volgino, Amy Strobel, Chris Mursky, who passed away last year, unfortunately, breast cancer, so rest her soul. But all of us were saying that in the locker room, just being very convicted with it. And um, Jill English comes in and she said, you know, you're not playing to win, you're you're playing not to lose. And I never heard it put that way. Right. You know, but that I think took us over the edge and uh Penny Moore got the rebound from a Jennifer Volgino free throw. She made the first one, uh, missed the second one with like seven seconds left. Penny gets the rebound. I'm running down behind her. All this is slow motion in my memory. And I'm running down behind her. And Amy Strobel, who was our point guard, she takes off. She had jets, played three sports, took off, got in front of her and took the charge. Yeah. And Penny was shooting it. And I swung at it. And I may have gotten a pinky nail on some skin a little bit. <laughs> but I thought when I when I heard the whistle, you thought it was I a foul on you. Focused on me. Yeah, I remember that too. Wasn't enough to you know, but I thought because I felt it, I was like I got a little bit on the swipe, and I'm behind her too. And I came, I tried. I was like, no way. I'm running the desperation. I'm like, this is my senior year right here, and you know, there was a two point game. Yeah, I was going to say two points. Oh, yeah, my God. And then Amy runs in front of her and the whistle blows and we all look at the official like slow motion like, and he's like, charge. Oh, I still get chills. And we were all jumping around <laughs> at the buzzer. You know, there's yeah. no time. Was so a, it was like a critical call. The game. Yep. It was the call of the game. And I remember jumping up and seeing spots and spinning around and like banging into everybody. And it was just a blur after that. But that was our, our state championship. And it was by two points over Jeff Stewart, who ended up winning next the following year in 87. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but 29 and 0, I'll never forget it. But it was, you know, it sounds like, oh, that was, you know, easy to get that. And it was a good fight. Like, listen, we had to, it was a struggle. And I think it was more of a mental struggle. Right. Than anything, even though the games were super physical, I think the, the mentality of that moment was something that I don't think I've seen since then. You know, just being undefeated and having like one last crack at it. Either you do it or you don't. Yeah. And boy, it was all on the line, man. And everybody was down there. It was packed. We were at jail. We took, yeah, we took the school bus down. Yeah, the buses. Buses down there. I think it was like eight buses. Yeah, it was a ton of buses. Yeah, everybody was, was like all green and blue and screaming and jumping. And uh, yeah, it's a moment in time, man. I'll never forget it. And I know my dad, you know, rest his soul, he passed last year as well, but he, he wore a referee shirt to that game, white and black striped shirt, Herb. <laughs> and on the back of it, it said 100% correct. <laughs> I was like, are you wearing that, like, into the game? And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna wear it. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing this. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but he had a time. But it was, yeah. it was fun, um, you know, for us. And I think the, the biggest part of that um, was coming back home. You know, you get back on the bus because it's a routine. All season, you've been with the same group. And we were coming down South Lakes Drive, and I think we were in like. You just see all the love. But we started. Yeah, we all stayed. We stayed we at the school and waited. Yeah. We were. We couldn't believe that was it. We were like, wait, that was it. We don't have any more games together. Mm -hmm. And it really hit home that, you know, that was the end of the road. Yeah. You didn't feel that like you you play like you're playing every other day. You're playing all the time. That practice. You have this routine. And then we're getting ready to pull into the school. 
Yeah. It was the finality of that was just so emotional for all. We were crying. It was, I mean, we were smiling, but we were all like, we were crying. It was, it, I'll mm -hmm. never forget that. It was, it was so great, but it was, you know, it was sad that it was over. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking no of uh, being over, your career was definitely not at that point. Um, next, uh, for people who may not know, you definitely you it continued on with the basketball uh, with the sport of basketball, and you went to the University of Maryland. Um, uh, and uh, from my, you know, uh, research for it, you definitely had a, a lot of accolades from there. Uh, so not surprising, because seeing what you did here in Reston. But uh, would you be able to maybe talk about one or two of those, or maybe what kind of stands out as the the biggest you know, milestone that you reached while at uh, the University of Maryland? Oh man. Um, all-time leading score until <laughs> probably what? Until about like, about ten years, years ago. ago. <laughs> Don't you have something hanging up in the in the gym too, right? Not at Maryland. Not at Maryland, but there's one at South Lakes. Yes, there's one at South Lakes. Okay. Yes. But <laughs> at, at Maryland, though, you know, I always say when people say that, when people ask me that, I always say, "Yeah, I'm up there because our team from you know '88, '89, and '90 are all up in the rafters for right. you know." Mm -hmm the uh, NCAA tournaments and they, we were in the ACC then. So the ACC championships, we had back-to-back -back ACC championships and went to the final four my junior oh. year. And mm -hmm. um, no, it, it was an amazing ride. And, you know, I know I said that was the toughest thing, you know, um, going, trying to stay undefeated in high school. But I think, you know, when you're a college athlete, you're being recruited and they tell you, you know, we need you to be this for us and da 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 and you're the one and this, that, and the other thing. And then the first day, I think this was like, I know this isn't an accolade, Red, but this is like um, kind of an awakening, like Oprah says, an aha moment for me. Um, sitting in the, in the office, first day of uh, school, we had a team meeting and everybody's introducing themselves going around. And I'm like the last spot on the couch, right? So everybody's going around like, yeah, I'm Sabrina Rivers. I'm from New York. We won three state titles in a row. Boom, boom, boom. And meanwhile, she's like, she runs like a 540 mile and she's like, like muscles that I probably still would never have. And, um, you know, and then Vicki Bullet, um, she's two-time Olympian, right? Oh, yeah. And so she's like, yeah, I've been with the USA basketball trials and, you know, I'm up for the Olympic team. And I'm like, wait, what? what's happening? <laughs> And they come, everybody has the same thing, like okay. championships, boom, boom, boom. And then they get to me and I'm like, hi, I'm Christy. I'm from Reston. And <laughs> that's how like, I felt. I where like, is that? I felt so insignificant at that moment. <laughs> but just from what everybody else was saying, man, I, you know, I was like humbled. And not that I was arrogant, but I was not ready to hear that stuff um so as an 18 year old sitting there and every time somebody said something i was shrinking down lower and lower in the corner of the couch and um so that was interesting <laughs> but um yeah i think you said two of the accolades oh man i think my sophomore year when we won the act championship had to battle for it um you know i just wanted to win at the end of the day and i know that may sound cliche too but i'm dead serious about that um but personally i think um, there was this video where they were doing the all tournament team. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, I, don't even, I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm like, we won like, boom, boom, like team, like all, you know, I won the team spirit award, you know, freshman, sophomore year. I was all, I was like the spazzy one. If someone got an and one, I was the first one, like, 
in their face like that's right you know I was the first one there so you know for me I, it wasn't about me it was about the team all the time and so when they said um yeah the all-tournament team boom 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 and they were like Christy Winters from Maryland I was like what like the video <laughs> was like me like that and I was dead I wasn't even joking <laughs> and I had to run over there and get the little thing for it and all but I was like um you know totally not about about any individual stuff. Yeah. And I would say um, junior year, and this is not an accolade. See, it's all these team things that stick out to me. But when we played at Texas um, for the last spot in the final four, we were the last game of the night. I think it was a nine o'clock game on ESPN. And all three of the other teams had punched their ticket to the final four. And we were playing at their place in front of like 14,000 people. And our tiny little band was there and a handful of parents. But all the parents are going to come to the final four if we – um, had punched our ticket, uh, including my parents. So <laughs> they were watching like faces to the screen. And so we ended up uh, winning at Texas. Um, but I think it was like eight or something like that, but it felt closer to that. Cheryl Miller was the analyst on that game, her. So, you know, I was like passed out um, in warmups, um, just looking over at her. But it was packed, crowded. Um, She's so cool. Yeah. Every time they scored, man, I'm telling you, the floor would shake and bounce like this. And I'm standing basically right next to Vicky Bullet, and I'm, we're trying to play call or, you know, like talk to each other, communicate on the court. And all I could see was just her mouth moving. I couldn't hear a thing that was that loud. It was ridiculous. And after we won that game, all the fans were standing there going like this. And it was silent in there. We were like, man, we got to get out of here. It was like spooky. But um, <laughs> we cut the nets and all that. But I think that was like, it was a, it was a defining moment, but I don't know if it's a, accolade personal accolade but it's those two things were um you know for me they kind of stand out you know um being well, able didn't to you, didn't you and vicky get um um accolades there too though right was yeah that, it was yeah. like the, the regional all regional team yeah uh, yeah i think i believe so see i don't even it's like it's been a minute so yeah we had that <laughs> and, our garden Dina Tate and Carla Holmes, they, they were killing it because Texas was huge. They had uh, a 6'8", 6'5", six, 6'6", yeah. six, six front line. And Vicky and I were both 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, and for that game prep, we practiced. Our coaches had brooms, you know, on us. And, you know, we thought it was – I mean, I'm not going to say we thought it was joke time, but we thought it was funny when they would block the shot. And Coach Weller was like, it's not going to be funny, when, you know, when that happens. <laughs> at Texas, you know, and they're so big in there. So I'm like, you're right. But it did, it changed the way we played. So we usually right. played inside out, but yeah. that game played outside in, man. And Carla and Dina, I think they had 30 something each. And Vicky and I were, you know, a little below our average, but still, you know, did what we could do in that game in, in terms of what we had to battle against. But our guards came up huge. That's why we won that game. We went on to uh, the final four that year to play. Tennessee in the semis and so yeah it was it was it was an amazing moment that was yeah so I don't know if that's an accolade I don't know if I answered that properly but I, I don't really care about anything else but you know when that happened sophomore year uh, you know I didn't I wasn't playing for that but I think that was kind of a surprise for me like I, I was like whoa like what you know and I'm on the court with Olympians and all Americans and whatever right. and I'm like I'm included in that so I I you know that kind of took me a moment to 
embrace, I guess, or to understand. But then that, that moment when uh, the buzzer went off at Texas, man, I, never, I will never forget that. And uh, especially now looking back, like you know, how hard it is to go to the final four. Yeah. You know, it's something that you want to do as a goal and, and what you want and all that. Mm -hmm. We have before to at Auburn and they killed us. We were young though. We were sophomores and juniors, but this next year we were juniors and seniors. But um, I think that made a huge difference too. But um, we were at Auburn. They, they scored over a hundred and we had 70 something child. It was bad. And, um, and they were holding up signs, final four, here we come and stuff on a free throw. I remember looking up there and I was like, Oh, I was so mad, man. And I think that energy carried over <laughs> to the next year. But those posters that had drove me and they had measured us for rings and everything. We didn't get them. And they measured us the next year for rings. And I remember um, Vicky and Dina and all the seniors, they were like, we're going to get these rings this time. We're not going to get measured and not get our <laughs> final four rings this, this year. Right. Mm -hmm. But that was, those aren't really accolades, but uh, I would say those are two moments at Maryland that I kind of hold on to. Yeah. You got a final four banner. Yeah. <laughs> And Herb no, usually doesn't like us either. to let people off the hook without at least tooting their horn a little bit. So he did allude to the point that you did have the most right. points scored at some point, but you still hold the record for second most points. It's not right. like you like got way down number 10 or anything you oh, know, no, crazy no, no, like no, that. No, You're no. still up there. No. Uh, oh, it is. Okay. Well, you know, as the years go by, um, <laughs> yeah, it, kind of, it kind of wanes a little bit. But all of them are, you know, in the WNBA now. Uh, you know, Alyssa Thomas, I know she, you know, plowed her way through. And uh, Crystal Langhorn, I'm sure, is up there. Shay Duran, I think, uh, surpassed us and, and stuff like that. But we held on to that for, like, a while, though. A while. Mm -hmm. Vicky was first, and I was second for a while. Yeah, which was great, you know. But then you can't do anything about it, which is kind of unnerving, you know, as the years go by. And then right. I think on the game the other, uh, this past year when Kyla Charles passed me in something and I had to interview her and I was like, yeah, congratulations on moving up in whatever. I was like, and you passed me. So good. <laughs> she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, I mean, you know. It happens. But it, was, it was funny though, because I was like, I have to tell her that. But yeah, it was a moment. <laughs> But yeah, it helped for a minute, but you know, there's been some really uh, elite level pros coming through there the last yeah. couple of years. How, so. how, is it, how is it when like, do, I'm, I'm assuming most of them that, mm -hmm. that you interview, they already knew you played there, right? Yeah, you know what's really great, Herb, is that, you know, being with Maryland during Brenda Freeze's tenure, you know, I was with the ACC um, broadcast for about right. six or Years, you know, saw Alyssa Thomas come through in, I guess, 2013, 14. And, you know, with the move to the Big Ten, you know, the ability to stay around the team and cover them like that, Brenda Freeze has been so welcoming. I mean, she's one of the best in the business anyway. And I'm not saying that because I'm an alum, but I'm saying, like, her inclusiveness, like, not just for me, but, like, for the media. Like, she allows media in the locker room before the game to get her pregame speech. Not every coach does that across the country. Like, she's right. very welcoming and this is great for us. We love, we love to have everybody hear what's going on. Right. But the, the media day last year and I was on campus and, you know, they had practice right when I was finished. So I'm like, well, let me pop in and just take a look at the new players and, and stuff like that. It was around this time last year in October. And um, she, um, she said, Hey, come on over. They were finished. Said, hey, come on over to the circle. I want to introduce you to our new players and, and everything like that. And she just welcomed me in the circle you know how, how like, 
yeah. special circle is, you know, for a right. team. We'll just walk people into it. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, are you sure? It was almost like me as a sophomore, like me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm just over here at the desk. You know, I'm at the, you know, just peeking in, fly on the wall. And she's like, no, come on over. And then she said, this is Christy. She played here and blah, 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 blah. And then she let me say something to them. And, um, you know, just to have that kind of yeah. connection. That's, that's right. a major deal. And um, yeah, I'm grateful for that. So that was, that's been really good just to have that. But as a broadcaster, you know, I'm just going to call it like I see it. Right. I'm not going to be, you know, leaning towards Maryland when I call games um, for the Big Ten and, and for Maryland games. Mm -hmm. Men or women had a men's game last year too, and I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to call it like I see it. Mm -hmm. um, but but she is she's a very special woman, Brenda Freeze. And um, you know, I've seen her run practices and, and all that, you know, pre-game and prior to games. And she it, you know, she just gets it. It's she's a well-oiled machine when it comes to um, being tactically efficient yeah. with who's on the floor. So yeah. <clears throat> That's good. Yeah. That was good but, stuff. And and Maryland wasn't the last stop for you, even in still your playing career. So where uh, where did you end up going after after her school and um can you talk a little bit about the differences between playing there versus playing here uh you know where you kind of grew up oh man and i tell you what since i you know i was in reston and then i was you know 25 30 minutes away in college park maryland and right. then opportunity came to play in pistoia italy, italy. i was like i wanted mm. to there was no WNBA at the time. So right. I was 22 and loved the game. So I'm not going to park the bus. You know what I'm saying? At that point, and someone's dangling mm -hmm. play. And I'm play like, and, and money and, Hello, and money. Like, yeah, <laughs> a couple of lira. Yeah. Um, that's my first like mm -hmm. professional job. Right. So right. man, I was yeah. nervous, but I'm like, I'm going, you know, and I got there. My coach didn't speak any English. Um, I mean, probably as much Italian as I spoke, which was like nothing. Yep. And um, <laughs> so that was like the whole Love and Basketball movie was totally me. Um, you know, a couple of my teammates. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, that gives me all of that. It, it was exactly. And the thing about that movie is all the music and the timing of everything was exactly the time where I was overseas. Mm exactly the time I was over there and so mm -hmm. you know I was afraid to go out I remember my dad used to say like you know if you go out to the grocery store or anywhere driving you better have your passport with you you better you know because I didn't know the language right take all your stuff with you all the time not just you know your driver's license and blah blah like you have to take every piece of information your your team um, information like everything you know just so you don't get um, caught out there like that so um, it was quite something. I remember one time in a game, um, we played Jennifer Azee's team. It was our first game. We played right. Jennifer played at Stanford. We were the same class, 1990 class. And um, I had um, played against her in AAU ball. She played for uh, Tennessee. And that's the only time I ever saw her in person and played against her. We didn't play against each other in college. But that was the first game. And I remember talking to her afterwards. And I had just gotten there and um, may have been there a week or something. And she's like, how's it going for you? You're all right? And I was like, Man, all I know is how to say um, grazie, and that's it. <laughs> and ciao, ciao, and grazie. <laughs> <laughs> and ciao is hello and goodbye. I'm like, so mm -hmm. basically like two and a half, three words. Right. 
<laughs> she was laughing at me and she's just like, yeah, just, you know, stay aggressive offensively. And, and that's what they want. I think, you know, in my first game, I think I was like, you know, I was trying to block everything and right. you know, it like playing defense on the post and like getting around, swim, move, boom, boom, boom. And it's like, slow down. I think I had a couple fouls in the first half because I was like a little extra on defense, but that's what I knew, right. you know, that's how we play. And over there, it's like, you need to get buckets, like period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's what they bring you for. Exactly. They bring you and over there for to make, make shots. Yeah. You don't but score, I, they send you home. Yeah. Yeah. But I never played the game like that. You know, I, I'm trying to, you know, and now today it's like, oh, they're a great two-way player. And I'm like, shouldn't you always be like, shouldn't you always be a two-way player? Like, when right. did the change where, you know, you're just out there strictly to uh, get a bucket out here? Like, you're not trying to block anything? Like, not right. one? Oh, I can't. So it was hard for me to kind of bottle that up and kind of, you know, just be vertical. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, I'm like, my, my jaw was clenched. I'm like, oh, I'm going to just be vertical. Don't jump. Like, don't do it. You know, that was an adjustment. But, um, but it was good advice, I guess, because that's how it was. That's how it was um, over there. So oh, but then you got, you had Italy and then wh where else? Um, I was in Italy. And then after that, I went to Switzerland mm -hmm. and they spoke French there, which I didn't know any of either. Right. Um, so at least my coach spoke a little English. He was Greek, <laughs> but he spoke a lot of English. So he helped me along the way, which was great. Um, yeah. But over there in, in um, Switzerland, I don't know. I, I just felt a little more free, I guess. Um, I think I in Italy, I think I may have averaged 15 or 16, right. something like that. And it was a hard 15, 16. Right. They're going to beat you up. And, you know, it was just, if you, like, swim move on somebody, that whistle's coming right away. You go up for a shot, somebody hanging on you, no whistle. So you got, you know, there yeah. was, like, difference in, in the physicality um, sometimes over there. But I think with um, the teams in Switzerland, you know, it was, it was really a good battle. Um, but for me, I was averaging, I think, 37. Yeah. In, in Switzerland, and um, yeah, it was fun because I was like, yeah. shooting very <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> you, you told me when you came home, you, she was like, Oh, I'm getting buckets over there. I was like, Oh, look at you. Is your arm sore? Is your arm sore? I think you were you shooting like every single time down the court. That's right. I had carpal tunnel on that thing. I, hey, my wrist was tight, but um, I was that thing go. But it was, it was so much fun, man. I'm telling you what. And the thing about it, like, uh, my first game, coach asked me to – there was a restaurant right by where we played at the stadium and um, a little outside cafe, a little cute. It's so beautiful over there. I want to go back. But we were sitting out, and um, I remember he was drinking some cappuccino, something like that, and he said, you need to score 40 points. And I had only – I don't know, my, the most I'd ever scored, I think it was 30-something, whatever, remember? Right, right. So, I got to go for 40. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I'm thinking, if I don't, am I getting – and he didn't say, if you he don't. You're... Say it, but it was – it was, under, like, it was implied. Gotta, yeah, yeah. Gotta be, yeah, you got to be in the high 30s yeah. every single game. Right. So I had 42 that game, so I was gunning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to save myself, honey. I got to shoot. Right. So I, Mm -hmm. I was that was your only job was to get buckets. 
that's it. I had, you know, I was like zero assists. You know what I mean? I'm like, I got to shoot it. You might have, I think you might, I think you said to me that you averaged like four rebounds because every single time, like somebody else got the rebound, you down the court, right, ready to just catch like, shoot. Hand out. I'm like, here right, I go. Just shoot it. Yeah. Shoot the ball. <laughs> Kick it. I'm leaking. I'm leaking out. I'm leaking right. out. Um, every time. I, yeah. It was it was a different dynamic, and just uh, you know you, you that's the difference in playing there and overseas right. and, and and the states. You know it was a big difference um, in that regard, especially being the American, right? right? Because I think when you were when you're the American over there, it's like they want you to score forty, and when you don't, it's like crazy. Mm -hmm. And I, the paper, you know, after the first game, I remember the paper it said um, "Merci Christie." And 42 points, something like that. It said, Merci. I was like, this is <laughs> Thank you. Like, like, good. Okay. I'm like, I'm going to shoot that thing still. But uh, <laughs> it, it was funny, though. I sent it home to my mom. I was like, they said thank you to me for like, <laughs> shooting all the time. But it was, it was fun. I played over there for two years. So I was in Italy for a season and then two seasons in uh, Switzerland. We went to the Cup. You know, we played some great teams over there. And, you know, it was just fun just being in that environment. You know, but you're playing, but it was awfully lonely because we didn't have the creature comforts. We didn't have, you know, Twitter and Instagram and FaceTime right. and all that. We had the phone with the meter on it. <laughs> so you see all, you know, those dollars <laughs> clicking and I'm like, I got to go. So, yeah, um, I'm up to 20 bucks. I got to go um, or whatever it was. And so, yeah, it was, it was a different life, but I'm glad that I did it. You know, no regrets. And, you know, now it's a lot easier because you have you know, the connection of, of the internet and everything like yeah, that, yeah. kind of stay more in touch, but it's still hard. You know, the culture is different. Uh, you know, the pressure is different. You know, yeah. they want to be the one every game, yeah. right? You know, some of the players on the team, I remember had actual jobs during the day and we were practice from six to eight at night and we had Wednesday off. So I had a key to the gym. So I would go in on Wednesdays and just work out. You know, because they had, you know, they had their lives. They were older, you know. I thought they were super old. They were like 30, you know. I was like 22, 23, you know what I mean? <laughs> their lives, you know, they're taking grad classes. They're in grad school. They have their family. Some of them had kids whatnot. There, yeah. And they needed, mm -hmm. like, day off. And we would play every Saturday, you know. And we would have Sunday off sometimes. We didn't have a tournament. But it was a grind, you know. It was, it was work. And, um. And when I say it was work, I mean, I was like having a blast, but it was, it was tough, you know, in a lot of ways in terms of, of the culture, right. being, but the game is like, yeah, to me, it was like pleasure, you know, it was fun. It was like, right. I loved it, but just being that far away, my mom came over and stayed for a couple of weeks and she was so impressed by the little bit of French that I ended up learning and all that. It was fun. <laughs> so that was, that was good stuff. <laughs> Now, I think the, the next uh, step in your career is probably Herb's favorite one because he <laughs> still does it to this day. But um, can you talk to us about uh, becoming a basketball coach, uh, where you yeah. uh, have coached and maybe if there was uh, – I won't have to say favorite. We don't have to play favorites. But uh, if there was a really great memory that you can kind of look back to and, and you really enjoyed uh, at one of the schools that you uh, taught at. Oh, man. Well – I was at, um, to start, I was at George Mason as an assistant and then moved on to Maryland, my alma mater. I was there for five years. I was at Mason for four years before that. And then took a, a gap year. I had our two oldest babies. 
um, Jerome Jr. and Brianna, and then went back into it and coached at Georgetown um, for a season. So, um, yeah, I think for me, I never really thought that I would ever be a coach, number one. Um, I always wanted to get into broadcasting, but I'm glad that I got into coaching because it allowed me to see the game in a different way. I said to be, to be able to break it down in a different way. Yeah. yeah, it was, it, yeah, because especially as a post player, right? I was a post. So when I watch game film, I'm watching what the post players are doing mostly. I'm not yeah. watching the entire Ferris wheel, you know what I'm saying? I'm not watching the yeah. whole thing. I'm watching those two, how they move, what they like to do, and I want to take that away. So watching the entire game unfold and watching all the, the pieces of the play Mm -hmm. take place and have to pay attention to that scouting oh my gosh I remember just rewinding like I don't know 10 times okay the three goes over here okay rewind all right the one that sets a pin down like I'm like learning yeah and it's not like I thought that I was finished learning but I didn't see the game that way until mm -hmm. I had to present a scouting report to the team <laughs> and I had to know what I was talking about and so it kind of forced me to learn the game in its entirety. Right. To watch every moving part. And I think that really helped me um, offensively and defensively. I think I just got so locked into the post and we're scouting this team, but I'm looking at these post players, right? So right. every time I'm like looking at that and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. I got to see what the point guard's doing. I got to see where they go, right hand, left hand, like what do they like to do and break down every player like that and um yeah that really that really helped me you know with the broadcasting because then that that just um forced me to uh see the full picture everything so every single thing every single thing so i think the moments that i enjoyed the most i would say um going back and coaching at maryland um, while it was a little difficult um you know wins and losses wise sometimes you know, just recruiting those players and, and telling them what Maryland was for me and, you know, walking where I want them to walk kind of thing. I mm -hmm. think I really took pride in when kids committed there. And that was super special for me uh, when they got there. You know, those are like my babies, you know, still to this day, you know, I'm still very close with them. And so mm -hmm. it's, uh, I don't know, and that was something I think I'll always cherish just to be able to not only share that story with them, but to have them believe in me enough to come along and believe in what Marilyn had um, to come along for themselves and see it. And, and then be an alum of Marilyn now, that's, that's to me right. um, something that's super special. And then um, going back into coaching after being out two years, um, after having the babies, um, going back to Georgetown, I went with um, Terry Williams Flournoy. She's now at Auburn as the head coach, but she was being interviewed for the Georgetown job. And I remember she called me and said, Hey, if I get this job, I'm coming after you. I was like, sophomore year at Maryland, me? <laughs> like you go after me for that. And she had two littles at the time. So she understood about motherhood. And, you know, I know you have two babies too, uh, Bianca out here and how that, how that yeah. works. And, um, and the decisions that you have to make when you have those things in front of you. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, I had been out of it two years. When she got the job, she called me and said, do you want to do this? And I remember I was like, because I had a 10-month-old and a two-year-old. 
at home. Mm-hmm. And I've been with them exclusively. So we had our daily, you know, our daily routine and we had everything, you know, going for us. And um, mm-hmm. in terms of that togetherness and chemistry and, and getting to know each other and all of that. Um, my mom had just retired, you know, from teaching for years and years. And, yeah. you know, I, I didn't want to like leave her with two littles, you know, and just be gone. <laughs> so there were all these things I was considering. And, um, uh, but I had been out of it. So I get it. So there was, a, there was a big decision. I think I took about, um, maybe a couple days, you know, pray about it, think about it. And I actually did it. And, um, there was still like a pit kind of in my stomach cause I didn't want to leave the babies. So That's I was right. I'm struggling. There are two little faces mm-hmm. in the wind. I had to go recruiting for like four day stretch because we would have, I uh, would go recruit a high school kid, stay overnight, watch her um, go to her school, you know, get her transcripts, talk to her teachers or whatnot. And then the next day fly somewhere because we had a game at like Providence or something like that. Wow. So, or fly to Syracuse or something and then stay the night and then play the game, stay another night and then fly home the next day. And meanwhile, I left mm-hmm. on like, Saturday or Sunday, and ha- here it is Thursday, Thursday. Going Friday, and I got these babies at home. Man, that was that was wrenching for me. And and don't let one a little kid at the airport say "mommy." Man, I was like done and done, done and done. <laughs> hollow from like here to here. Like I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I loved it. You know, I still loved it because I was like <laughs> with the with the you know. We had Nikki Reed on, on staff and Alicia Mosley. So it was like four African-American women, you know, coaching at a non-HBCU. They did a story about us and everything. You know, it was historical in that regard. But, it, you know, just getting back into it. But the sacrifice of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it, it wore on me. And then Oscar Dixon um, called me and said, hey, South Lakes is looking for a coach. And this was like after I started Georgetown in September. And this is May. And, and Oscar Dixon called me and said, hey, South Lakes is looking for a coach. And I was like, hello, South Lakes. This is um, Chrissy Scott. I would like to apply <laughs> for the job at South Lakes. So, yeah, I, uh, I never thought I would coach, but it has taught me so much about everything. Not just, you know, the tactical side of the game, but just the, the team aspect of it, but also the sacrifices that go into – being a coach at the collegiate level and mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. coaches go through who are doing that, who act, who also have a family, you know, and have little kids at home, you know? So I, mean, I got mm-hmm. off the road and, and took the job at South Lakes and here we are, you know, just finished my 15th year at South Lakes. So that it's been, been a ride, but That's I wouldn't awesome. I, yeah. think, mm-hmm. think I'm not, I don't regret any decision that I made. I'm glad that I made it um, because if I didn't ever test it, I wouldn't know that it was not right for me at that time. Right. And so in that respect, in that regard, I'm, I'm glad that I did that then. So I knew yeah. like, exactly what it entailed. I was gone. Like there was no in-between. There was no juggle. I can't juggle that. Like it's either you're all in or you're all at home. Like there was no mm-hmm. in-between. So I didn't like that. <laughs> that was the bottom line. That was, that was great. That was great. You know. And did they the South Lakes give you that uh that job right over the phone when you called? Did they uh-huh. just say, "Yeah, thank you so much." You to go through interview tomorrow. Uh-huh. It's, it's a funny story too because like the the coach at the time mm-hmm. was actually transitioning to be 
assistant AD uh-huh. um, from from coaching. So yeah, he was and it, it into was, that to the assistant AD job, and yeah, and so she had to interview with her. Trying to be a little tough. Yeah, yeah. So it, was, it was it was interesting, and then she called me actually and was like, "Hey, I got the job." I was like, "What?" I know. <laughs> I was like. You know, I got the job. so what, what what kids around here play really good basketball? I was like, uh, I crazy. did ask you that. I was like, I haven't seen because the, the my babies were like two and you know, right. you know what I'm saying? They were like a year and almost three at that time, but I hadn't been watching, you know, rest and travel or right mm-hmm. basketball AAU. Like, these teenagers, like, who are the good 14 year olds? Like, I right. don't know. I did, I tapped into her. <laughs> Kelson Manners, yes. player of the year as a senior for us. Yep. So she you were spot on. And I was like, oh, I know this one kid. She's in my yeah. neighborhood. She she plays basketball. She's She's been playing um, like at swing guard, anything. And I was yeah. like, well, she could probably play point guard if she really, really put her mind to it. Yeah. Like, oh, I need a point guard badly. I was like, please <laughs> let her, you know. Tell it come through because we have summer camps and all that. Tell it come on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was, she was a game changer for us, man. Yeah. Turned our whole pro- program around, like just yeah. having, you know, from three wins to 19 wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, three wins, 19 and four as a senior and player of the year. Yeah. Like, she changed it for us. No doubt. She, Casey. Hey, that's Lynch. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you, Herb. Yeah, Herb yeah. Lynch, the, the mayor of Preston. <laughs> that's what I call him. <laughs> The mayor. <laughs> he knows it too. That's right. He we is the mayor of Reston. Help us he out. It. You can't go nowhere without somebody saying, hey, Herb. I know. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, I saved the, save the day then. Save the day. Yeah. yeah. But that was that was a big jump. But, you know, I think people thought I was crazy when I left Georgetown to, to you know, go back and coach at South Lakes because I had never coached in high school. I'd never been a head coach. But I coached in college for 10 seasons after that Georgetown year as an assistant. And, you know, it was an adjustment for sure. And mm-hmm. team was 0-21, remember her? Um, mm-hmm. The previous season. So it was like 29-0 leaving as a player and then coming back and the team was 0-21. It was like, okay, you know, we got work ahead of us. But, you know. A lot of work. <laughs> who doesn't want a challenge, you know what I mean? I was like, we just need to win one. <laughs> one game. We're better. So, yeah. So that was a challenge, but it was, it's been well worth it, you know, over the course of, of time. So, yeah, mm-hmm. no regrets, no regrets. All right. I love so, listening to this whole no, it's, interview that's, 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 because there's probably more segments of it's, it. Like, it's crazy know. how you can like, yeah, you remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. Oh, some of it. Some so of it. It's like, some of it. I know some of it. Thank you, Herb, because I would forget. <laughs> some of it. <laughs> Most stuff, yeah. Right. Most right. Stuff. Uh, we kind of forget. We kind of forget all the bad stuff and remember yeah. all the good stuff. The, yeah. the bad stuff. Is, sides, sides, yeah. Sides. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then you know, this is the journey. That's yeah. what the late great iconic Kobe Bryant said: "The journey is the dream." You know, so that has been what it has been. Mm-hmm. No, the whole thing, not a not a one destination. That's why it's so hard to pick one thing because it's like all of it is a part of the flow of life, you know? So for me, it's like the whole journey 
your journey. I mean, it's, it's actually crazy because now you've, you've dealt with it as a coach. Yeah. And now you've, you've, you're, you've been dealing with it as a parent, you know, yeah. having your kids being recruited to yeah. go to college and, um, you know, mm-hmm. your oldest is um, going, going to school while well, distance learning right now, but we'll yeah. be going to school for basketball yeah. and then your we'll middle be. child will be attending um, a, a university as well. So, yeah, it's crazy. Down, one to go. Yeah, Georgetown. Bree's going to Georgetown. She's a senior this year. South Lakes, full circle. And, and Jerome Jr., he graduated uh, this past spring, summer. Yeah. Um, from South Lakes, he's going to West Virginia Wesleyan. So they report right after Christmas. Oh, mm-hmm. they, uh, how that looks for the season. They're supposed to start playing in January. Right. So it's scary, especially mm-hmm. when things going on in the world. So you just, you know, pray for these babies and, and pray for their safety and, and everything like that. And in all ways, right? So yeah. these are first to leave the mm-hmm. house. It would be something else, especially with everything else encompassing the- uh, oh, Yeah, we're going <laughs> on with all that stuff, right. Yeah, but he's excited. So we'll, uh, you know, cheer him on, pray for him and see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and fun. see him win, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, in all ways, right? In all ways, that's yep. right. Mm-hmm. Young man, 18. Oh, have mercy. No. <laughs> Crazy stuff, but uh, we just wish the best for them. It's a journey for them too, you know, all of this is, is part of their story. You know, it's not always gonna be easy, you know? Straight line, it's gonna be like this. You know, you just gotta keep moving. Just yep. go with it, uh, keep fighting and plugging along and, and getting the job done. Yeah. At the end of the day, and following your heart, that's one thing I always say. Yeah, that, that is that, mm-hmm. definitely. So I do that all the time. Like, you got to do that. And it's hard because I know, you know, with the Georgetown leaving to go to South Lakes, I felt much different leaving to go to South Lakes than I did leaving home with the babies and going to Georgetown. Yeah. Like there was no it's, kind of, it's kind of ironic where, you know, your daughter's <laughs> leaving South Lakes to go to Georgetown. Insane. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's- right? Like yeah. oh my god, the artery, yeah. It's like wow, <laughs> that's true, right? Yeah. The, oh my, see, you just took yeah. it one more level. That's what you do, right. but I, but yeah, yeah, another another step, right? Right, <laughs> that's just crazy. Oh my god, the three calls. As long as the thing is, as long as um, Jordan doesn't end up in <laughs> Miami, we'll be. <laughs> that would be that would be. Ultra crazy. <laughs> that would be. That's just too far. Right. But it would be nice though to retire down there and like just flat out <laughs> down. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Daddy wouldn't have a problem with that. Palm trees. That's yeah. What, what his, hoops. Baby plants. That's what um, her husband went. He went to um, University of Miami and played mm-hmm. basketball there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The full circle. Full circle. That that would be just nuts. I would be mad at that. Move on down there. Get some nice uh, sand in my toes. Yeah. <laughs> the day and then hoops at Four night. Babies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, well, this was, yeah. And this was like. This is amazing. Thank a, you. A, a trip down memory lane for me, so. Oh, man. Yeah. 
I remember like when you came home from overseas a couple of times and I'm like, oh. how is it over there? She's like, oh, it's great. Yeah. It was the food is good. Everything is fresh. Yes. Fresh, fresh. Right. It was good. It and was so, fun. Glad I did so, it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you experienced all that and I'm glad I experienced it with you in yeah. some ways. And you know, you'll always be one of my favorites. So, oh. so I appreciate you coming on the show and Herb. And, oh, you oh. know, thank you. With you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of my peeps. Like we, we, you know, right. lunch table. That's yeah. a lunch table. Like, <laughs> I'm over. I'm like, I got you. I know. Right I know. Here. My guy. <laughs> for life, Herb. Don't forget it. Yeah, Herb. for life. That's my guy. For life. <laughs> So, thank you, Mr. Ben, for all the wonderful questions because some of them I was like, yeah, oh, that's Yeah, impressive. thank you. Yeah. So. No, that was really good, you guys. <laughs> I, for for finishing, you know, the second half of it, you know, yeah. y'all hanging in there with my, you know, yes. little bit uh, disjointed at times. So well, it, I, just, it, just, it just goes to show you how, like, your life was, really. It, it yeah. encompasses how your life was, it's, like, yeah. <laughs> you, were, you, were, you know, you were all over. So <laughs> Yeah. You know. Like a puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys are, are terrific and you know, your your podcast is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Feel, you know, it's it's you should put, you. that's what they say. They say that now too, right? Subscribe on all your Yes your major um podcasts. <laughs> Nation. I don't know. That's right. Tell them. <laughs> oh, it's awesome stuff. We yeah. need it. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's perfect. We'll, we'll take we'll take money too, guys. So go ahead and send us some money too. <laughs> yeah, but <that's> a, <laughs> so we can keep this thing app. going. How about that? <laughs> the cash app out, you know. The cash app on it. Yeah. So whatever you want to send. Yeah. Cash app, money order. <laughs> Hook it up. Don't get your credit card. <laughs> Dang, you taking money order? <laughs> uh, I mean, we got Ben. Ben doesn't. Ben will take a check, I guess. We'll, <laughs> we'll take a credit card number, <laughs> cash app, or Venmo. Right. That's, that's not in his wheelhouse. <laughs> he got. He got to get. He's got to get the. I know when Mr. Ben, and and a big announcement, guys, um, before we get off, Mr. Ben will be um, um, getting married shortly. So Mm -hmm. I know he probably didn't want me to say that, but I'm going to say it anyway because we love him and we think he's going to have a great life with his his fiance. We're not going to name her so she doesn't get embarrassed, but... <laughs> that's right. That's right. But we love you, Ben. We love you, that's Ben. That's right. Thanks, guys. All right. Appreciate you. Go ahead. You, you get married. Don't, don't let don't let anybody turn <laughs> you, man. We're we're good. Okay. We're good. <laughs> Thanks. Don't let anybody turn you. <laughs> you, know, you are you are going to get married down south. So. Yeah, yeah. You got to stay connected. Yeah. <laughs> you still are a Virginian. That's right. And on that note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, please vote. There we go. And then uh, we'll keep That's it going. Great. Okay, guys. Thanks for joining us. Peace, love. Peace and love. The Real to Real podcast is presented by Herbert Williams Beffo and Bianca Miskaitis. Our producer is Ben Runyon. Our technical director is Nick Patry. Audio and video lead is Megan Kotner. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Real to Real and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or anywhere else podcasts are found. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. It's been Real with Coach Herb and B.